The Trouble with Being a Demon. Part 1 of the Fiends with Benefits series. A Good Omens Fic, written by Verdant Valpis, read by Literarian. Chapter 11 A Proper Apology Aziraphale groaned against Crowley's throat as the demon cried out. The orgasm sounded both joyous and mournful, like it had come against Crowley's will. Sure enough, the demon slumped down into the mattress in what should have been post-coital bliss, only to mumble another apology. Aziraphale didn't care that Crowley had climaxed already, although it ruined his romantic fantasy of them coming together their first time. He was quite close as well, and they were both still fully clothed and managed to get there just by snogging. Honestly, it was a wonder they made it this long with neither of them embarrassing themselves. Crowley nuzzled under the angel's chin, pleading to return the favor, and Aziraphale released the ropes binding the demon's wrists, desperate for his touch at long last. Oh, Crowley, yes, Aziraphale sighed, kissing Crowley everywhere he could reach. All the nagging doubts were gone. He wanted this. He wanted Crowley. He wanted Crowley right this instant. Darling? A snore. Crowley? Aziraphale propped himself up on his elbow to look down at the demolished demon. His eyes were closed and his chest rose and fell with slow breaths. Aziraphale tittered nervously and poked him in the ribs. You're joking, he insisted hopefully. Very funny, dear. Come on now. It was with some distress that Aziraphale found the demon had, indeed, fallen asleep. Crowley, he hissed, giving him a firm shake. Wake up! The demon mumbled something and rolled over, abandoning Aziraphale to his frustration. Unbelievable, the angel grumbled. With Crowley officially out of commission, Aziraphale had little choice but to miracle his erection away. Something that proved effective only in the short term, as sleepy Crowley looked soft and beautiful, and Aziraphale was still quite worked up despite the miracle. Having no books with him to read, and the sleeping demon too tempting to be around, Aziraphale decided to see if the other two were finished downstairs, so he might find something to read down there. It sounded quiet in the hallway, and sure enough, as he crept down the steps, he saw that Antony was passed out on the sofa under a soft throw blanket. Aziraphale tried not to ogle the demon, but it was no use. The crowliness was too strong, and he found himself gazing fondly at the slumbering, dark-haired demon.
His clothing had been carelessly strewn around the room, some of them in tatters, and one of the demon's long arms dangled loose while he snoozed with his face buried in the cushions. Livid rope marks showed on his creamy wrists, and Aziraphale fell winced in sympathy at the sight, his fingers already twitching with healing energy. Please don't, Zira requested gently from the kitchen doorway. It looks so, Aziraphale complained. I know, Zira agreed, motioning him to the kitchen. And it wouldn't be nearly that bad if he didn't chafe it so on purpose. I've learned the hard way that Crowley likes to heal these marks himself when and if he chooses. Aziraphale nodded. Crowley did have his own powers, his own agency. Mine has gone to sleep as well, he sighed, changing the subject. They had a tiring day, I think. Zira smiled fondly towards the sitting room where his husband slept. It was a sweet, content expression, and it made Aziraphale feel surprisingly bitter. It certainly sounded like he had help getting to sleep. <laughs> he chuckled, trying to keep his tone light. Zira's smile widened, and he looked a bit sheepish. Yes, sorry. He can be quite loud when we do... He trailed off. Well, we've had time to learn from each other what gets that sort of reaction. Hmm. Easier done, I'd imagine, if one of you doesn't fall asleep in the middle of things. Aziraphale grumbled, and Zira looked over at him in surprise. He didn't. He absolutely did. Aziraphale confirmed, quite annoyed, but Zira's look of sympathy mollified him somewhat. A glance at the clock told him that it was quite late, and he knew full well how the demon was often at Morpheus' mercy. If it weren't for Aziraphale's abundance of nerves and unresolved desire, Crowley's impromptu nap mightn't have bothered him at all. However, there were the nerves. And there was the unresolved desire. Aziraphale collapsed into one of the kitchen chairs and allowed himself the liberty to moan in quiet distress. Zira patted his shoulder and began making them some tea. I could always try to wake mine if you like, Zira joked. I'm sure, given what I saw earlier, that he'd be more than willing to assist you. So kind of you to volunteer your husband to service my needs, Aziraphale responded flatly. I am in awe of your hospitality, truly. Oh, don't be like that, Zira scolded. I was clearly joking. And let me assure you that Crowley wouldn't take to being volunteered for anything he didn't wish to do on his own. I'm not a bloody sadist. Was it a joke? Aziraphale lifted her brow. Because I admit I was skeptical of the pull, Crowley, 
My Crowley, that is, said he felt towards you both until I felt it rather strongly myself. Zira looked over his shoulder at him for a moment, then went back to preparing the tea. All I said was that I would wake him. And if, hypothetically, he was willing? I'm not sure what you're asking me, Zira huffed. Are you concerned that I am upset that you two were snogging in the hallway earlier? Or are you hoping that I was? Because I don't speak for Crowley. I think I have been clear on that point. You both slept with my demon, Aziraphale grumbled. Then was instantly shocked and embarrassed by his own words. He felt himself blush furiously as Zira slowly turned around to give him a cold look. So, despite the fact that you explicitly told me you were fine with our agreement, you are now expecting tit for tat, is that it? No! Aziraphale squeaked, knowing it was a lie. Oh, at least I hadn't thought it was. I'm terribly sorry. I shouldn't expect that at all, but I'm all mixed up inside now, and I'm sorry. Honestly, that was an awful thing to say. Aziraphale groaned. I know I told you to go ahead and work with my Crowley, and I knew full well what that entailed. And I can't fault you at all for wanting to, not after feeling so powerfully drawn to your... Oh dear, your husband. Oh, I'm so much worse than I thought. Aziraphale buried his face in his hands, feeling on the verge of tears once more. Why was he struggling so badly to sort himself out? Can we take a step back from blame and just acknowledge that neither of us has even heard of anything like this happening before? Zira asked gently. Aziraphale took a deep breath and nodded. That was true. The strangeness of their predicament somewhat necessitated a certain amount of confusion, he supposed. Still, there was no call for such rudeness, and Aziraphale had no right to behave possessively. Zira set the kettle on to boil, then came around the table to gently rub Aziraphale's shoulders. I think we need to be patient and forgiving with each other and ourselves. Lord knows I have been trying to act like I have all this under control. Zira continued. But until Crowley brought his red-haired double back with him, I'd never even consider that this was a remote possibility. It was the sort of hypothetical, silly drivel you talk about on snowy evenings. And then there was this new demon standing in front of me, wearing those blasted sunglasses and crooked smile, and I was drawn to him in a way I've only ever felt for my husband. Aziraphale nodded again, leaning back against the other angel's touch, surprised, and then instantly unsurprised, 
that he knew exactly where to dig his thumbs to relieve the tension. And I knew I had to find you, and not just to be sure you were safe. Zira continued, and Azira felt startled at that. What do you mean? Why would you believe I wasn't safe? Red was worried you were under a spell, if you recall. <laughs> Zira chuckled. He couldn't conceive of how you'd kiss a demon unless you were being coerced in some way. Oh, yes, <laughs> Aziraphale giggled. Well, I suppose in his defense, I did move quite suddenly. He wouldn't remember his sleepy love confession, and I did try ever so hard to keep my feelings for him to myself. Hardly matters now. Zira smiles. It will be harder for him to explain away you kissing him this time. Oh, I don't know. Azira fell side. Crowley is as bad as I am for self-delusion. <laughs> Maybe you two just need a vacation. Zira laughed. You're both so stressed, and no wonder if your Armageddon happened just last year. Crowley and I at least had our love lives mostly figured out when that happened, but we were still an utter mess during and after that ordeal. It is perfectly reasonable for you to be flustered and confused, I say. Oh, is it? Aziraphale asked, hopefully. Quite reasonable, Zira confirmed. Especially concerning Crowley and I. As you know, we've been married for decades and were together much longer than that, and as a result, we're quite comfortable with each other, but this has been difficult for us to navigate as well. I can only imagine how you two feel. I'm sorry if we are making it worse for you with our excitement at your arrival. Aziraphale blushed again and had to smile. More complicated, perhaps, but not worse. Crowley and I have a 6,000-year habit of hiding our feelings. I think we could do with having things shaken up a bit and being pulled out of our comfort zones. Who knows how long it would take me to admit I have carnal desires for Crowley, let alone that I want to see him tied up and moaning from what I do to him. A few centuries at least, Zira smiled, blushing a bit. So I haven't overstepped with my suggestion of a demonstration? Not at all. I'm very interested, so long as you remember we're novices. Aziraphale murmured, shifting on his seat due to his lengthening erection. He miracled it into submission once more. And assuming Crowley wakes up. Crowley stared at the overcoat and Oxford in the closet and blinked once letting it all sink in. He'd woken up just after dawn to the faint scent of Aziraphale lingering in the room. 
he'd been sure it was a dream, a lovely, if humiliating, dream. But then he'd slowly clued in to the bruises on his wrists and noticed the white rope lying discarded on the floor. Aziraphale wasn't in the room, but his waistcoat, shoes and overcoat were still here. So, not a dream. His angel was here. And he'd made a complete ass of himself in front of him and then blacked out. Fantastic, he drawled at himself, hoping to choke to death on his own sarcasm. It's gonna be a great day. It better be, Antony hissed behind him. Crowley nearly jumped out of his skin and whirled around to find the other demon climbing in through the window with a bouquet of hand-picked flowers clutched in his hands. What's going on? Crowley demanded, helping Anthony navigate his entry to the room without making too much noise. He had no idea what was happening, but figured if the demon was breaking into his own home, it meant it was time to be very quiet. You fell asleep, Anthony hissed at him. You idiot! I heard the angels talking in the kitchen about you. You finally get the angel in bed and you fall asleep. Oh, no, no, no. Crowley laughed mirthlessly. Much worse than that, I'm afraid. I got so excited I came in my jeans. Then I fell asleep. Still think I don't need that holy water. Shut up, Antony scoffed. It's not great, but we can fix this. Here. The demon thrust the bouquet at Crowley, summoned a white ribbon, and hastily bound it together. Listen to me. He could come up any second, so shut up and listen. You picked these. You snuck into the garden through the window and nicked these for Aziraphale as an apology. I'll act furious about it later, and he'll eat it up. Um, thanks? Crowley turned the bouquet over in his hands, hoping it was enough. No time to run out for pastries, though. Not done! This is the important bit! Anthony hissed, eyeing the doorway nervously. You give him the flowers, be as romantic as possible, and... I'm serious here. You suck his cock. Crowley glared at Antony. Okay, thanks for the flowers and all, but fuck off. He wants you, you twat, Antony growled. Wanted you last night. You shot off and then fell the fuck asleep. You don't let him out of this room until you get him off, all right? Yeah, Crowley nodded, eyes wide in humiliation. Got it. Anthony gave him an I'm-watching-you gesture and then vanished. Crowley sighed and walked back to the window, wondering how he was going to maneuver Aziraphale back into bed. 
Sure, he was a temptation demon, but he was pretty rusty when it came to seduction. He swore under his breath and closed the window. You're awake, Azira felt soft voice sounded behind him. Why were people sneaking up on him this morning? Crowley turned, adopting a sheepish grin, and Aziraphale's eyes widened when he saw the flowers. Are those... He trailed off with a blush. Crowley quickly crossed the room and took the angel's hand. For you, he finished the sentence with a smile. I owed you a proper apology after last night. Kinda embarrassed myself. Got too excited and... Well, you always teased me about my jeans being too tight. Guess you were right. Oh, they're lovely! Aziraphale gushed, sniffing the roses and smiling warmly. He glanced at the window Crowley had just shut and his eyes twinkled with mischief. Did you pick these from Anthony's garden? He won't miss a few roses. Oh, Hydrangea. He smirked and winked. And it really needed the delphinium to round it out. <laughs> you scamp! Aziraphale giggled. Well, I suppose I can't forgive you this once. I'll consider you properly chagrined to have been foiled by your own sartorial choices. Very. Crowley felt his cheeks warm. But more so the falling asleep bit. It's not what I wanted. Oh? Aziraphale asked, acting coy. What was it you wanted? You. Crowley closed the small distance between them, dropping his voice. I've always wanted you, Angel. Romance wasn't something Crowley really understood. He could fake it when he needed to in the past, but it was always just one of his tools for seduction. The idea of acting romantic around Aziraphale felt foreign and false, so he gave it up for a bad idea and opted for honesty instead. I've been afraid of how much I've wanted you, of what it might mean to give you that kind of power over me. Hell would have obliterated me for it, but if you rejected me, I'd have wanted them to. Crowley! Aziraphale gasped. No, just let me say it, Angel, please. Crowley gripped Aziraphale's hand tightly. I'm not worthy of you. I know I'm not, but I can't help wanting you. I can't help loving you. He winced at the effort of getting that word off his tongue, but his heart lightened once he'd spit it out. I love you, Aziraphale. I have for as long as I can remember. I just want you to be safe and happy, and I just want to be with you any way you let me. That's what I want most of all. You don't have to make yourself 
any other way for me. He grinned sheepishly then, digging a toe into the rug. I mean, don't get me wrong, the way you tied me up and kissed me breathless was brilliant, and I'll be thinking about it for centuries, he added, because he wanted it to be clear that he was very interested in doing that again. But you don't have to if it isn't what you want. I love you as you are, Angel. I just want you as you. Crowley! Aziraphale cried, dropping the flowers to the floor and flinging his arms around Crowley's neck. Oh, my darling, I love you too. I've been so in my head about it, terrified of it, and I'm so sorry for denying it for so long. I've wasted so much time hiding my love from you. No wonder you thought I had to be under a spell when I finally kissed you. I've lied for so long. I've said terrible things to you, and I never once meant them. Um, you didn't? Crowley blanched, nervously hovering his hands above the angel's waist. He was afraid to return the angel's embrace. Cause not like we weren't hereditary enemies, and I know that I can be a lot sometimes, demon and all. You're much more than just a demon, Crowley, Aziraphale told him firmly. He relaxed his embrace and looked up at him through happy tears. And you were never truly my enemy. I've told you before. You really are very nice and it... Not nice, Crowley instantly hissed, his shoulders tightening up in revolt. Oh dear, Aziraphale smirked around his mock concern. What on earth will you do? Toss me up against another wall? Crowley felt his cheeks warm again and blinked for the second time this morning. Uh. Wouldn't that be a shame? Aziraphale continued, twirling Crowley's scarf around in his fingers. Who knows what would happen if you were to try something like that again? Um, the jeans were becoming a problem again. Aziraphale looked up at him through his lashes, his lips curving in a sexy smirk. Nice, he whispered, and Crowley bit back another hiss. You are nice, the angel challenged, and Crowley growled. And what's more, you've always been nice. Aziraphale teased with a relaxed air, as if Crowley wasn't simmering with fury right in front of him. Why, I have to say, you may indeed be the nicest demon to ever walk the... Crowley grabbed Aziraphale by the front of his shirt and slammed him into the wall, snarling into his face. Shut it! There, is this what you want? Aziraphale shut his eyes as he was shoved against the wall again, but then he opened them, 
to look at Crowley in open challenge. Yes, he answered simply, then sent Crowley crashing backwards with a sudden burst of holy power. Crowley yelped, instinctively bracing himself against what was bound to be a painful trip through the wall, but his momentum was halted as suddenly as it began, and he hovered mid-air, unharmed. He opened one eye and then the other, and watched in surprised arousal as Aziraphale began unbuttoning his shirt. Are you feeling tired at all now, dear? Aziraphale asked kindly, as if nothing untoward had just happened. Uh, no, Crowley attested, still floating and confused over it. Definitely not at all tired. Excellent. Aziraphale smiled before snapping his fingers and letting Crowley drop onto the bed. He yelped again as he bounced awkwardly on the mattress. A second later, that same heavenly power grabbed his ankles and dragged him to the foot of the bed where Aziraphale was waiting for him. The angel took hold of his scarf once more and pulled him up to sitting. Crowley stared up at him in awe, his glasses askew. For the record... I could have done this before as well, Aziraphale stated, running his free hand gently through Crowley's hair. When you slammed me into the wall in Tatfield Manor, if I had wished to, I could have stopped you. I'm a principality, Crowley. I have a number of powers at my disposal. If you had done this in Tatfield Manor, Crowley smirked up at him. We would have ended up giving that satanic nun quite the show. Aziraphale smiled and kissed him gently. Crowley felt the thrum of angelic power fade as he was released from its hold. He quickly made use of his freed limbs to wrap them around the angel and pull him down on top of him. Aziraphale made a pleased sound against his lips before kissing him again. Warm hands slid over Crowley's chest and swept over his shoulders in an attempt to remove his jacket. Crowley shrugged out of it quickly, then seized the angel again immediately, not wanting to let go, even for that long. Aziraphale chuckled, his laugh muffled by Crowley's busy lips. <laughs> you always make fun of my layers of clothing, Aziraphale murmured between kisses. But you have just as many, my dear, and I'm trying to rectify this, if you don't mind. Easily done, Angel, Crowley drawled, lifting his hand, but the angel quickly clasped his fingers before he could snap his clothes away. Crowley looked up at him in dismay. I have waited for this moment for thousands of years, Aziraphale told him. I plan to unwrap you like the gift you are. 
Crowley pulled a face at that. Are you planning on being a cheesy kid the whole time? He groaned. You find my adoration cheesy? <laughs> Aziraphale giggled, nibbling his way down Crowley's throat. Extremely, yes. Crowley nodded vigorously. If you're gonna unwrap me, then unwrap me already. So impatient. Aziraphale scoffed, slowly starting on the buttons of Crowley's waistcoat. You really must learn to savor things, my dear. Now, though, he whined, trying to help Aziraphale with the buttons, only to have his hands smacked away. Do I have to learn to savor things right bloody now? Aziraphale ignored him and savored away. Slowly, making four buttons feel like a hundred. Finally, the angel had the blasted thing undone and sat up, straddling Crowley's hips and earning another lengthy groan as his clothed erection rubbed tantalizingly against the bulge in Crowley's jeans. I'd be careful there if I were you, Crowley growled. Unless you want a repeat of last night. I certainly do not, Aziraphale admitted, grabbing Crowley by the scarf once more. Mm Crowley squeaked as he was hauled back up to sitting. Aziraphale pulled the waistcoat off and kissed him again, deeply this time. He licked into Crowley's mouth, stealing his breath, before leaning back again and pulling the grey v-neck henley over Crowley's head. Warm fingers played with the hem of the black vest, teasing across Crowley's lower belly and making him hiss and tense until that too was pulled up and off. The scarf managed to stay on somehow, so Crowley reached to pull it off too, and once again had his hand gently slapped away. Keep it, Aziraphale ordered, giving him another sharp tug with it. Crowley's cock jumped and started to leak. Whatever you want, angel, he whispered, surrendering to Aziraphale's will. I want you, Aziraphale whispered, kissing his ear, his neck, his shoulder. I want you. Yes, Crowley groaned, letting the angel guide him back down to the mattress and shivering at the feel of soft lips against his collarbone. I want you. Aziraphale murmured again before flicking one of Crowley's nipples to hardness with his tongue and chuckling as Crowley writhed for him. I want you to lie here and deal with it while I torment you with the cheesiest lines I've heard over the years. Crowley's eyes snapped open at that and he lifted his head to look down his body at the grinning angel. You what? I should thank you, dear. I was feeling very off this morning.
Aziraphale murmured, kissing the space between Crowley's collarbones. But then you turned me on. No! Crowley gasped, horrified. Aziraphale giggled. I do hope you're enjoying these kisses, but if not, feel free to return them. Aziraphale continued lightly. No, no! Crowley dropped his head back to the bed with a snort of laughter and buried his face with his hands. <laughs> Angel, stop! It's too much! I know this must be love, Crowley. Aziraphale grinned at him mischievously. Even my fly is falling for you. So cheesy! Crowley wheezed dramatically. <laughs> gonna discorporate. Do I need to sign for this package? The angel smirked, lightly trailing his fingers over the bulge in Crowley's jeans. Crowley tried to say something witty, but all that came out was a whimper and a groan. Where had the angel picked these lines up? Had people honestly said these things to him? Well, it shouldn't surprise him that Aziraphale got noticed. But did anyone actually speak like this? Aziraphale started undoing Crowley's belt, wrestling the demon's attention back to the matter at hand. It seemed that, perhaps, the blasted angel was finally done savouring, because as soon as the belt was unfastened, those neatly manicured fingers made short work of his fly and started pulling his jeans down his legs. Crowley towed his shoes off quickly, so the angel could pull the trousers all the way off. The socks were next, and finally Crowley was naked, save for his scarf and his pants. Aziraphale eyed the demon speculatively, and Crowley propped himself up on his elbows and warily watched him right back. The angel's lips twitched, and his eyes shone with humour, and Crowley hissed at him in warning. Don't! he demanded, trying to fight his own grin. Don't you dare say another bloody line like that when you're standing between my legs. Not when I'm nearly naked and can't properly defend myself. And what gorgeous legs they are! Aziraphale smiled, tracing his fingers slowly up Crowley's inner thighs and drawing a low moan from the demon, even as he waited for the awfulness he sensed was coming. I want to wear your thighs like earmuffs. Aziraphale smirked down at him, and Crowley barked a true laugh despite himself. Please, please, no more. Crowley snickered. My cock is so confused. Perhaps that's for the best. Aziraphale smiled. Less chance of a repeat of last night, as you said. Oh, well, so long as all that terribleness was for my benefit.
Crowley rolled his eyes before grabbing the angel's wrist and pulling him onto the bed. Aziraphale gave an undignified squawk and tried to snare Crowley in his arms as he tumbled, but the demon was faster and twisted them so their positions were reversed. Aziraphale pouted up at him, opened his mouth to start bickering, but Crowley cut him off by sinking to his knees. Aziraphale sat up quickly, eyes wide, as the demon slowly drew the angel's knees apart. May I? Crowley begged. Please. Aziraphale gave him a considering look, so Crowley rubbed his cheek against the angel's knee and gazed at him with pleading eyes. On one condition, Aziraphale finally agreed. I want you to work yourself open while you do it. Make yourself ready for me. Fuck, Crowley groaned, resting his head against the angel's thigh as he grappled with his self-control. He had no idea where the heaven that came from, but he loved it. Do you agree to my terms? Aziraphale asked, as if he didn't know. Crowley reached up to pull the angel's braces down his arms before opening his fly. Not yet, Aziraphale stopped him. Crowley whined and looked up at him for explanation. You first, the angel ordered, pointing down at the demon's covered hips. Crowley removed his pants quickly and returned to kneeling, wearing nothing but his silver scarf and a massive erection. He kept his eyes downcast, afraid he might come undone seeing those pale eyes rake over his naked body. Now, he appealed breathlessly. Yes, Crowley, Aziraphale told him, and Crowley dove forward at once, mouthing the angel's erection through the layers of fabric and thrilling at the heat and the rising scent of lust. He heard Aziraphale's gasp and moan and nuzzled himself closer, gently massaging the inside of the angel's thighs with eager hands. His angel. His angel. His angel was here letting him do this. Letting him. Crowley whined helplessly and rubbed his tongue against the underside of the clothed bulge, breathing in the scent of Aziraphale's arousal and wanting more, needing more, but still so afraid of moving too fast. This was happening. It was, right? Was he dreaming again? No, his dreams never smelled like this, never had the faint taste of salt through layers of cotton and linen. You really are a fiend, Aziraphale groaned, 
Then there was a snap and the remainder of the angel's kit was off, neatly folded beside the bed. Crowley jumped slightly in surprise as his tongue went from licking against sopping wet fabric to hard, velvety cock. He pulled back at once, eager to see it, and wasn't disappointed. It suited Aziraphale perfectly, thick and grand, nestled in a halo of golden curls. What was that you were saying about savouring things, Angel? Crowley licked his lips and smirked up at the blonde. It may have been a mistake, because the sight made his cock twitch with another jolt of arousal. Aziraphale was sublime, his broad chest, covered in thin white hair, looked surprisingly muscular and the tummy exquisitely soft. He was beautiful and perfect, all the more so because of the heat in his eyes and the lust radiating off him in waves. Blue eyes, dark with desire, watched him, a pink tongue darted out to wet parted lips. Oh, yeah, savoring could go hang. Crowley immediately shut the fuck up and closed his mouth around that gloriously heavy prick. Oh! Raphael gasped. Oh, that's... that's wonderful! Crowley smiled to himself at that and began a light suction, wrapping his long tongue around the shaft. Raphael thought this was wonderful? He had no idea what he was in for. Don't forget, darling, the angel reminded him. I want you nicely prepared for me when I'm ready for you. Crowley moaned as the words sent a jolt of excitement through him. Aziraphale groaned with him, his fingers flying to Crowley's head and tightening in his hair. Best get on with it, Crowley, he sighed. <sighs> I may be ready sooner than you think. Fortunately for them both, Crowley was excellent working on a clock. He snapped and miracled his finger slick before bringing his hands down to circle his own entrance. He took a deep breath through his nose and pushed two fingers up inside himself, grunting and moaning at the sensation of being filled and stretched while sucking off the love of his life. Aziraphale gasped as Crowley moaned around his cock. Yes, my sweet. Oh, you look so beautiful, Crowley. So lovely like this. Shit, this was good. Crowley sank himself down on his own fingers several times, bobbing his head on Aziraphale's erection with the same rhythm before adding a third finger. It was still a bit too soon, too tight, and the stretch burned. 
Crowley's skin broke out in a sweat at the sensation, and he shivered. It was intense, and so, so, so bloody good. He was drooling at this point, but too dazed to care. He sank his head forward, sucking Aziraphale down into his throat to swallow around him, loving the way the angel cried out for him and yanked his hair. Crowley fucked his fingers harder, working over the angel's cock, until Aziraphale abruptly covered his face with a hand and shouted, Stop! Crowley let the sweet erection slide out of his mouth as Aziraphale shifted on the edge of the bed. Get up here, please, he was instructed, and Crowley rose on wobbly legs and leaned into the angel's strong arms. He was lifted easily and helped to straddle Aziraphale's hips. His knees sank into the mattress, but the rest of his legs were sans perch, making Crowley feel unbalanced and hook his ankles over Aziraphale's knees. Bit precarious, he warned. I have you, darling, Aziraphale promised. I won't let you fall, he says to the demon. Crowley snorted, smirking. Aziraphale blushed slightly and shot him a look that he probably hoped looked cross, but just looked a bit fond. I might drop you after all if you keep that up, he threatened, but the hands on Crowley's hips were firm and steady, and if Crowley had intended a witty comeback, the notion flew from his mind as Aziraphale lowered him into place on his erection. Uh, uh, angel! Too much? Aziraphale asked. No, just slow, Crowley groaned, realizing he hadn't done a good enough job preparing but not wanting to stop. Aziraphale brought his hips back up, easing the pressure. Lean forward, darling, Aziraphale told him. Kiss me again, please. Crowley obeyed happily, wrapping his arms around Aziraphale's strong shoulders and kissing him hard and desperate. He parted the angel's lips and licked against his tongue, moaning as Aziraphale worked his way in slowly, inch by inch, as Crowley relaxed around him. He lost control of the kiss, moaning loudly and letting his head fall back as he bottomed out on Aziraphale's lap. Ah, he groaned. Bloody hell, that's good. It is indeed, Aziraphale agreed, his voice tight. Are you all right, my love? Are you ready? My love. Fuck, Crowley cried. Yes, fuck me now, please, shit, yes. 
Aziraphale lifted him again by the hips and dropped him down again and again and again, setting a slow but hard rhythm that had Crowley crying out and digging his nails into the angel's shoulder. Aziraphale was thrusting up into the demon with each downward motion, nudging his prostate and making his body sing with pleasure. Angel, angel, that's it, more, please, harder. Aziraphale tightened his grip on Crowley's hips, his fingers digging in hard enough to bruise, and he lifted Crowley nearly all the way off before slamming him back down. Crowley cried out, begging for more, and Aziraphale delivered, kissing his throat, licking over his chin as Crowley panted open-mouthed, moaning loudly, louder still as Aziraphale fucked himself hard into the demon's body. Aziraphale was chanting his name. Crowley, Crowley, my Crowley, Crowley. It was too much. That softness on top of the intense coring he was receiving split him apart and Crowley came with a strangled scream, clenching himself around Aziraphale's erection and spilling hot and hard between them. Aziraphale fucked him through his orgasm, exactly like he'd hoped, and he cried out again in pleasure, begging and pleading for something he knew not what. Then Aziraphale shouted wordlessly and thrust up hard, flooding Crowley's guts with an intense heat and that. He was begging for that. He clung to Aziraphale as the angel moaned and shivered and shook apart. He was still blissfully out of it when the blonde finally sighed and dropped back onto the bed, dragging Crowley with him. He groaned at the loss as Aziraphale slipped out of his body, but he was being kissed again and Crowley decided he liked that very much. The languid, gasping kiss, the warm fingers trailing up and down his spine... It would be just perfect if it weren't for the disconcerting way the bed shook under them. What's happening? Crowley asked, confused at the way his voice trembled. Crowley? Aziraphale looked at him with concern and stroked his wet cheeks. Why were his cheeks wet? Slowly, his post-orgasmic brain started to manage the mouth and Crowley was horrified to realize he was crying. It's all right, darling. Aziraphale gushed, his own eyes wet with emotion now. No, gross, I'm not crying. Crowley quickly turned away and used a couple of demonic spells to calm his nerves and dry his malfunctioning eyes. 
feeling more in control, he turned back to Aziraphale and took the angel's hand. Still awake, see? Aziraphale squeezed his fingers and smiled, but seemed willing to overlook Crowley's weird moment of weakness. I'm glad, he whispered. As sweet as you look sleeping. Not sweet, Crowley interrupted automatically. <laughs> you surprised me with a bouquet of hand-picked flowers, Crowley, Aziraphale laughed. That was very sweet. Nick them from Anthony's garden, Crowley said dismissively, but he couldn't stop his stupid blushing smile at having pleased Aziraphale. Didn't even matter that it wasn't technically his idea at all. He's gonna lose his mind when he sees what I've done. Serves him right for being a twat. Ah, Aziraphale nodded. You were purely being juvenile and spiteful, is that it? Yeah, Crowley murmured, nuzzling into Aziraphale's warmth and tucking himself tightly against the soft chest and tummy he was admiring earlier. <laughs> and you're definitely not snuggling at the moment? Aziraphale chuckled. You're catching on. Crowley nodded. You really are very clever, Angel, no matter what they say. Thank you, dear. Aziraphale kissed the top of his head and Crowley closed his eyes in contentment. Wait, Aziraphale started. No matter what who says. Crowley tucked his head down into the duvet and smiled.